Hello and welcome to The Process, a podcast about creative people and the creative processes. I'm Kevin Hugerworth. I'm John Lee. And uh, welcome to uh, see, uh, season five, episode three. Episode right? three. Episode three. Yeah. We're doing it. How are you doing, John? I'm good. We just, we just recorded a whole episode, <laughs> yeah, so like, we're both like, like two all right. hours with Travis. So, and like I wasn't expecting it, and so I just <laughs> because I'm an idiot, basically. But uh, that's it. That, that'll be. We'll, I'll talk about that next week. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> all right, let's get uh, into no, it. No, I want to talk about. Uh, we will talk about uh, Lady Bird uh, and uh, how it's amazing, oh, yeah. and everyone needs to go see Lady Bird. Yeah, Lady Bird is great. I've been John. You're like yeah, several months. I'm late. behind, but yeah. like it's so good. It like. It perfectly captures the high school experience, particularly which, like the mother daughter. Like exactly, I don't know. Like that. I'm, that's a, a, a. I mean, we're not ones to speak on the mother daughter well, relationship. I am. I have two we're, sisters, we're, and we're my, neither mother or daughter. Emily had that exact. My sister Emily had basically that experience. Emily with is my Lady mom. Bird. Well, she was a piece of shit in high school, <laughs> and it was hard for her and my mom to get along. And then she became good, right? Because does, she's does an Lady adult. Bird become good at the end. I don't know. I yeah. think it's implied that like she's gonna figure her shit out. Like right. she's just a kid. I would say that like the closest thing to actual high school representation in a movie uh-huh. is, next to Lady Bird is super bad, <laughs> which goes May, to show. I don't know. Which about like that. goes to show yeah, that how like, many high school movies have you seen? I, I mean, like movies like uh, Ned's Declassified. Yeah, <laughs> that's middle school. That's middle school. That's different. Best high school representation. I mean, movies like uh, like Ten Things I Hate About You or like American Pie or seen like High School. Just like they're bad. They're just like High School Musical, John. Yeah, I mean, like they're just like like what where people think is high school, or it's just like Ferris Bueller. Th- there's like a there's like a there's like a bully, and like he knocks the books out of the nerds' hands, and he's like he's like uh, give me uh, give me your maybe milk in money. Nineties? Have I you watched like, anything since the nineties? <laughs> that's still what it's like, sort of. Uh, like it's that's just like, so Raven. Come on, Joe. <laughs> exactly. You're just pro- you're proving my point. I'm not proving anything. Uh, so if you still like capitalism, I recommend a documentary series on Netflix called Dirty Money. Uh, it's definitely like any doc. Documentary series, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Very biased. They definitely have a political agenda, but but the big. It's butts. mostly good because it, it's all like it. It just explores different ways you might not have realized corporations are screwing you over. Right. Or and, watch Spirited uh, Away. Spirited is that on Netflix? No, but it's all about like how capitalism is. Oh yeah, pros and cons of capitalism. Or Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life is. Oh really? Is like no, purely. Get out of here. It's purely a critique of capitalism. It's like not a kid's show at all. It's crazy. That's and, crazy. Uh, is that is that like canon? The creators are like trying to critique well, capitalism. I actually haven't talked to you about this. Uh, Joe Murray, the creator of Rocco, uh, went to my high school. I mean, not obviously not right, when I was yeah. there. He went there while my mom was there actually. Uh-huh. Oh and really? So my oh, wow. mom, he was like a couple years older, but he was the cartoonist for the school newspaper. Mm-hmm. And like my mom bought this book uh, when she was in high school of like a collection of his art. And right. I have that. And oh, it's like wow. a rare, and I, uh, he came and talked to my animation class because I took mm-hmm. an animation Let's class. Let's get him on the show. I want to. <laughs> yeah. I really want to because he's from San Jose. And uh, he came in and spoke to my animation class and uh-huh. he talked a lot about Rocco and he was like, yeah, the stuff they let us get away with, like unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, he's just, they're, we just would throw stuff out there and they would say it was fine and we couldn't believe it. Right, <laughs> like, no. So, uh, no, it's just like surprisingly adult. Uh, I, right. I love it. I'm like, cause I got, um, for Christmas, I think I got like the se- complete series of Rocco and uh, I've been going through it and it's super good. Oh, by the way, I think they took that OJ documentary off of Netflix cause I went no, home to go. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Oh, it's on okay, Hulu, it's on Hulu. okay. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. Who yeah. needs the documentary? We can watch The People versus O.J. Simpson, mm. which is a thousand times better. That's untrue. Yeah. Have well, you seen I, it? I, no. You, have to watch you it. haven't it's seen so the documentary, which is so good. good. All right. All right. <laughs> Tie. We tied. We tied. One. All right. Uh, that's enough talking. That's we enough just talked talking. So we talked for so much. Uh, Who the guy on the show? Emma Campbell. Uh, Artist- current artistic director for the Dead Parrot Society at was, Western Washington University. It was a delight talking to you her. You kept trying to say that, and I beat you to it, John. Uh, you're better. You win. I you keep lighting this lighter. Unprofessional. What kind of lighter is it? Uh, Satori. Bic. Well, it's no. Bic, but it's got a Satori label on it. All right. Way to play into the stereotype. Anyways, let's get into it. We talked Emma to Emma Campbell. Campbell. It was a lot of fun. She's only 20 years old. That's fucked up. Which is crazy. Crazy. She's way more successful than us. Mm. We're on par. <laughs> We're pretty fucking big. <laughs> uh, let's start. All right. Them. Let's just get into it. And we, it's episode three, so we don't have to sound professional. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we join them in a conversation already in progress. Cool. <laughs> but you're a theater major. No, I'm no, a theater minor. Yeah, theater I'm minor. A communication okay. major. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. okay. I was like, I was like, if you don't like that's, musicals and you're a theater major, I, re- I respect that a lot more than anybody who's a theater major. <laughs> that's that's that the reverse of what I did. I was a theater major. Oh, really? Communications Give minor. Give me my Baja Blast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Plug. Taco Bell. Nacho fries. Go get more than one. And don't be afraid if you're a vegetarian. Just order yeah, beans. You can get beans on <laughs> anything at Taco anything. Bell instead of beef. It's great. Uh, I, and I would imagine that it had lard in the beans because a lot of refried fried beans have lard. But apparently it's officially endorsed by like some vegetarian organization. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Where does lard come from? Uh, like fat. animals? Yeah, it's animal like animals. Just like general animals? Yeah, or you is just it throw, like you cow. just throw any animal you any- want in the pot. Emma, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, Thank of you. You are currently going to Western. What year? Um, I am it's my third year at Western, but mm-hmm. I'm graduating in the spring. Whoa. What, yeah. cool. what are you gonna do? Start. Says all parents you Ooh, talk to. I love it. Um You don't I'm, have to answer. That's the worst question wait, to wait, ask. What'd you ask? What are you gonna do? Oh no. Yeah. No one's gonna do yeah. anything. So <laughs> this is don't this is what we did. I this think podcast. I wanna move. Yeah, like, you should. Yeah. yeah, probably should. <laughs> yeah, maybe San Francisco, which is uh, like don't not- move to San Francisco. Don't do not move to the Bay Area. It is astronomically expensive. Well, the only reason I could move to the Bay Area is because I would live with family and oh, not pay okay. rent. I see. Yeah. Okay, I see. all right. Yeah. So it'd be cheaper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. And that, uh, yeah, I'm from uh, San Jose, which is right by oh, San Francisco. Really? Yeah, and so I, like, yeah. I'm from. Uh, spent my summers in San Anselmo. Okay. It's like 30 minutes away from San Francisco. Okay. I feel like I should know that. But yeah. Okay, cool. How come you don't want, you don't want to stay in Bellingham? It's uh, got everything you want. <laughs> it's got John. It's, it's got, got me. It's, uh, that's about it. That's about it. That's well, the only reason I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> I think because even if I stayed in Washington, it wouldn't be like an option to stay in Bellingham because... Mm-hmm. I would have six months, and then I have to pay student loans. Oh, or you could be like me. I haven't paid a single student loan, and I graduated three years ago. (laughs) Look how happy he is. Anybody want to high-five me for that? No. (laughs) Sometimes they send me emails, and then every now and then you just have to reset your student loans. (laughs) So so I've gotten emails. There's this one, if you wait really long, uh, at least the people who I have my loans through, they were like... uh, you're headed down the wrong path. Was the title of the email? <laughs> Is it really? Was, oh my god! <laughs> and I couldn't. So sometimes they send this one that's like, uh, 
we know you would pay if you could. Right. <laughs> and then I, it's like really my own fault because like the you're de- headed down the wrong <laughs> path. Because the default so payment is like 160, which I just can't afford. And they keep yeah. call, they always call me and they're like, well, we could probably get it down to like 20. And, I'm, and they're, can you do that? I'm like, yeah, I guess. And they're like, all right, well, you have to like send us your pay stubs. And I never do that. If they hey, that's like, a sad story. <laughs> if they head an email with you're headed down the wrong path, what's their next email? Right, yeah. You're done for. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think they're just like, please. Please. <laughs> no one's dot, paying dot, their dot. Loans. We talked to Emma, artistic director of See oh. that you see that sweet segue? Yeah, yeah sorry yeah, about yeah. Nice uh, taking up the first ten minutes of the, the episode. <laughs> Are you the artistic director? <laughs> Of I Dare am Parent the Society. director. Improv team at Western Washington. People, all listeners know that. But just in case you didn't know. Yeah, long-time long listeners Dead know. Parent Society, improv team at Western it Washington University. used to be University. like the only people we got for this show. <laughs> so <laughs> how, did, how, did, uh, how did you get into improv originally? Um, I actually got into improv my freshman year um, in college mm-hmm. well, at Western. And I wanted to like, just get out of my comfort zone. And I went to this one like late night show cause I didn't have anything else to do. And while they were up there performing, I just kept like thinking lines of what I wanted to say. <laughs> Wait, in that was it moment. a good show? Was it a good show or was it, was- it like a, Okay, show. Wait, was I, it a parrot show? Yeah, it was a parrot okay. show. I I think it was a good show. I can't remember. <laughs> I was gonna say if you're thinking of your own lines, like I feel like it can't be that great of a show if you're like, well, I, I don't know. I, I got I got better wa- zings. Watching the, uh, uh, people at the upfront, I'm like, it's hard for me to watch improv now because I'm just like, well, that's because you're like, an improviser. Which, uh, all right. Anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway. It's like my mind does this thing where I the second beat I start laughing because <laughs> I can think of like right. the third beat mm-hmm. I want and I think it's funny. And then I'm the awkward one that is the only one laughing at that point. And then mm-hmm. 10 seconds later, everyone else laughs. So does that make it hard for you to be part of the audience? Yeah. 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 I've uh, gotten like loud a lot. <laughs> 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 like I'm not a quiet laugher either. And I've tried to train myself, but it doesn't work. I see. I got louder uh, uh, at laughing when I like became. After you met me. <laughs> no, after I got uh, at the upfront onto main stage, mm-hmm. which uh, Emma, you're also on the main stage I at the am. upfront. We haven't mentioned that, but uh, it was like being on the sides. I wanted my everyone on stage to like feel good and hear yeah. me, and then <laughs> I just like got really loud. And now yeah. it's now that's just all how laughs I am. are la- all, all good laughs are loud laughs. That's not true. Yeah, all that's good what laughs are loud, are loud laughs. laughs. So tell us about uh, when, how you first got. Uh, the, your first year of like going to the it was the Tuesday practices you went to at yeah. Western yeah I went to Tuesdays and oh, John, I didn't have the timer going so that's all right <laughs> I um went to the first one and the first person I met was Jake Betterman uh-huh. and he came friend up of the to show. me friend of the show yeah and I was like uh just like wow this person is such a great nice person <laughs> right like, this is gonna be a great experience yeah it seems like you didn't know him very well that was like the first meeting and um did you just go by yourself or did like a friend drag you along or i went by myself dang yeah that's, that takes guts i feel like to just show up and you're all these loud Annoying people, and then also Jake Betterman. Yeah, it was like a personal little <laughs> challenge thing of like I would do this thing where it's like if you don't go, then you're really not cool. Like, <laughs> like that. I'll tell myself that in the mirror every morning. <laughs> yeah, but then I just like psych myself into doing things, some of which are yeah. not good, but some of them turn out great, <laughs> like going to improv. Yeah, yeah, perfect. What kind of an improviser were you when you first started out? Um. 
I think I was the type of improviser that relied on like a really high energy mm-hmm. to just get through everything mm-hmm. and like would do anything for a laugh. Like just the stupidest <laughs> anything. <laughs> anything. Were you a, like a yeller? I was a yeller. I'm still a yeller. <laughs> I think. No, I don't think I was a yeller. I think I'm just like loud in general. So <laughs> my voice projected. See, my my improv has always been highly nuanced and uh, always and, and, <laughs> since day one and very clever. And yeah. my very it, just, it, took, it just took nuanced. people years to start to to get it. So of course, yeah. of course, like the indie improv. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin. That's what they call. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they call it. Indie improv, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you see yourself getting better as as Good more? Good segue. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate You're that. On I'm it like, today. I'm all. That's my role in this podcast. Is just like I want to talk about more about my Indian started. Let's, let's unpack that. Or did you know uh, about? How about this? Did you know about uh, the call up process with the like? You go mm-hmm. to Tuesdays for X amount of time, and they're like, "Hey, you're cool. Bring bring you on up." I had no idea. Like I went and I saw the team, and I was like, "Oh." It'd be cool to perform, but I thought maybe it was at the start of the year or something mm-hmm. that they decided it. And so I had no idea like how they did it or what was going on. And I just went because every time I went up on stage, it just felt really fun to right. perform with other mm-hmm. people and like make other people laugh. Um. So did you see the shift in your improv once you get called up? Because I see that like once people get accepted, whether it's, you know, main stage at the upfront or whatever. Once they get called up, there's like a confidence boost or it, like like Kevin, it goes like the other way. And it's like, well, now I'm part of like this like elite team. Like, what do I do now? Oh, yeah. I yeah. was Because I remember like my first show after being at the upfront was like bad. <laughs> like, right. I felt so bad. And I was like, I don't deserve this. I don't. I don't yeah. I sucked. <laughs> after I got called up, I didn't understand why they called me up. I was like, yeah, I mean. I hope I'm a funny person, but Mm. I don't, like, you, everybody is so great on this team. You're so cool. Like, I looked up to Linnea so much. She Uh was, at that time, the only female on the team. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, um, (laughs) Pretty soon we're going to have the whole world. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Any name. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Friend of the show. Um, But my first show, after I got called up, was musicals. Oh, my gosh. And you don't like musicals. (laughs) We're going to cut the part out where, yeah. Sorry, Audrey. (laughs) (laughs) It was terrible. I hate musicals. And so I went out there and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be great. Like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm not going to care. But as we know, the moment you say you're not going to care, you start to care. care Oh, my God. You didn't get a say in like what your first show was going to be. They're just like throwing you on in your least favorite format. I did. But it goes back to that thing of like, if you don't do it, you're, you're a chump. So John, who was the AD at the time, um, asked me if I was ready to do a musical um, or do a show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> look I'm at this face. So ready. Yeah. Does this look untrue to you? <laughs> and I performed and immediately after I felt terrible and all my family came to see me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was great. That's how it goes. The yeah. only time my parents have ever seen me do improv was like two of the worst shows. It yeah. was it was like uh it was the only bad Bellingham that we did uh, at the upfront. So that's like one of my favorite formats, which is improvised Shakespeare. And uh it was the only bad <laughs> Bellingham. Oh and then we did a Pirates one, which is already like a format that nobody really likes. And there was like 12 people in the audience and uh 
I hate it how that happens. Like, fun fact, we just lost regionals. So afterwards, my family, like, I went up to them before we performed. And my brother was like, yeah, I bought my tickets for the final round. (laughs) Oh, no. I was so confident. (laughs) Yeah, tell us about preparing for that. Because, like, like, those type of showcases, like, I do not envy you guys. Like, were you... Was nerves just like at a hundred percent, or do you feel pretty ready? Or I we perform uh, like rehearsed a bit beforehand, and I loved our format, and I loved the people um, that were on the competition team. Uh, and I always I get nervous for that type of stuff, right? Um, but I love the feeling mm-hmm. of competition because mm-hmm. I'm very competitive. <laughs> yeah, we can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I think it was just like the nerves help sometimes with my improv, right. but <laughs> musicals, it did not. Right. I mean, yeah, take us after, take us like after a bad show, whether that's like after uh, losing the regionals or just any bad show, are you just like time to learn from this experience or are you pretty like, let's just forget that it ever happened. I think it's a mixture of both. Uh-huh. It's pretty like uh, a chunk of self-deprecation right. of thinking about everything you did wrong and then thinking about what other people did wrong and saying that you're the reason that they did right, that stuff yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then after that, it's kind of like you, you can't always have a good show doing it. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. You know, it yeah. just, you can't. And then I just try to block it out. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to spiral. Like when I was on satellite, we would have a bad show and then Pearl Townsend, friend of the show, we would just like, we would talk about it for like three hours and we're just like, we've talked about this for way too long, trying yeah. to like justify why mm-hmm. things happened or why things mm-hmm. didn't happen. It's just like, we should just let it go because it happened and it was bad. Like, uh, yeah. How does your role as artistic director kind of like come into play after a bad show? Like, do you have to rally the troops? Or yeah. Like- I try to forget that I'm artistic director <laughs> too. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, no, I I think um, just talk to people and make sure that everybody's on the same page. Yeah, if people mess up and everybody totally makes right. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like it's a collaborative effort, and so we all have each other's backs, even when we mess up. Yeah. And the, yeah, the only time someone can like ruin an improv show by themselves is when they think it's all about them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, I, mean, I mean, that's yeah. true. It's got to, it's like, do you ever have to, well, we don't have to maybe get into this too much. Let's but get like, into it. Let's get in, I mean, like, as artistic director, do you have to like call out specific choices or are you just generally like, because it's improv, obviously, like, it's never going to happen again, but. Like have you found yourself? Yeah, have you found yourself in that position? Like, hey, you said this one specific line and it wasn't okay, or is it just like, obviously, you're making up it on the spot. Like, you're not gonna say it again. I lucked out this year because yeah. at points I have to do that, mm-hmm. but I also have uh, my business director is um, Nico Pacheco, uh-huh. okay, and yeah. she's so great at finding things that. I think maybe are okay and then right. are not okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then she'll, if I don't say something, which is honestly usually what happens, mm-hmm. um, she'll be like, let's talk about this. Right. Let's talk about, you know, what we felt like. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's not like a condemning whatever, but uh-huh. it's more of, because I remember the very first rehearsal that I had after I got called up, I thought they were hazing me because it was so <laughs> racist. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't, they weren't hazing me, but it was like 
a satire. How does the legacy of the dead parrots kind of like influence the right. team's mentality? Because I, I was talking to Jake Ferg and he said when he was front on parrots, yeah, front of the show. Uh, <laughs> when he was on breath. parrots, like he, he felt like half the time they're just trying to live up to like what the team had been before because right. like the team was like they had won, they had like, won yeah. several years so or many something. competitions yeah, or whatever. And, and yeah. so it was like they were trying to like fit the shoes of the old team rather than yeah. kind of forge their own way. So how is, how is that like applied uh, to the current team? This year we are kind of focusing on being present and focusing on being uh, just with the people that are on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in the past years you can look at the really great success that the dead parrots have had. And I'm, I have not personally seen um, the, you know, improv comedy past my, or previous to my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've heard like stories of it. Right, and I yeah, mean, right. they win at nationals one year, right. and, yeah, yeah. you know, win at regionals every year leading right. up until I was on <laughs> oh, no, the competition no. team. So last we decided year. to forge our own path and, and lose. Yeah. Uh, we decided to forge our own. Um, but this year, I think we kind of just wanted to really mix things up a bit um, and try out some new things and um, really respect that Dead Parrots is a name that was Mm -hmm. cultivated on great improv that I did not see. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And also, like, I think... I think people look back with like rose colored glasses, like yeah, it's kind of like SNL where it's yeah. like, yeah. oh, the first cast was the best, or blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And I remember having a conversation with somebody who explained to me that the team we were currently in was not as great as the teams that Jeez. came before. Which right. I also wanted to veer away from that. Yeah, because that's like yeah. a self fulfilling prophecy. Like yeah. you're just gonna be in your head about it. Yeah, right. and you also have to like. Uh, this is another thing Jake was saying is that like stylistically like people are so different so how can you mm-hmm. try and emulate like the former yeah. team when yeah, they're completely can't, yeah. different yeah yeah there's no way um and i think it's you hear all the names of the people too like oh you know so and so was great at this or so and so was great at that and then it really just limits you from finding what you're good at too. yeah right, so yeah. uh i think this year we've just grown um a lot on the performance team and as a group. Um, what are some of the new things you've been trying? Well, one of the new things is um, just being very not collaborative because that's been done in the past, but so being uh, uncollaborative, <laughs> uncollaborative just disagreeing yeah. with everything. <laughs> we have our own individual rehearsals. <laughs> stand up. <laughs> we all perform a stand up set for each other. No. Um, <laughs> Well, this one actually kind of goes back, I guess. I'm not really sure, but we have been trying to be um, more tight knit than maybe we were previous years. Again, talking like just last year mm-hmm. when I was on um, in that, like hanging out and getting to know each other more. Cause I think mm-hmm. improv is a lot about trust right, and yeah. uh, cultivating trust happens when you know somebody more. Right. Yeah. That's, and then, and then you got, uh, onto main stage at the upfront mm-hmm. and then there, there was like a whole nother layer of like I don't know any of these people I don't yeah. trust any of these yeah, people what was that like uh like going to the upfront I guess and just being on satellite when you were also on the parrots right 
Yeah, I actually had a panic moment because <laughs> I went to. Um, it was racist the first. <laughs> <laughs> the first yeah. rehearsal. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> I went to the rehearsal and um, I had no idea that it was such a taboo thing to be doing dead parrots and be doing <laughs> yeah. satellite. Yeah, it, I, I don't know yeah. why it well, is. I think it's, it's like, just te- like it's. Te- I think technically you're not supposed to like. You don't want to advertise for conflicting shows. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Problem, yeah. But, yeah. but if you're on a satellite, it's like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. And I, I mean, I just, I went there because I wanted to learn more about improv and yeah, I wanted yeah. to grow more. And uh-huh. that was the outlet I saw to do it. Um, and I loved it. Like, I loved having two different places that had different things. And at one place, I was considered, you know, like the leader, right. the air quotations leader. Yep. Top um, dog. And then at the other place, I was like a student and mm-hmm. learning. Uh-huh. Um, and then on main stage, I feel it's kind of the same thing because I'm just learning from everybody there still. And right. Mm-hmm. Did you notice a shift in your improv? Because like there's something very like when you do college improv, it's very I don't know what it is about it. But like you see it and there's like that one <laughs> X factor. They're like, this is college improv. <laughs> and then you go off and like you go downtown and it's it's, it's the, I don't know why. It's the energy. Like, it's because yeah. you're, not, you're not like. You still have hope that the world might not be so bad. Right. <laughs> is it the fact? The hope. X Factor is hope. That's yeah. what I was talking about. Is it that sometimes in college improv, you see people like riding on sharks' backs into space yeah. around the right. side? And also like your audience is different too. Like you're at Western, it's just all Rick and Morty fans. <laughs> or like whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. And then like, and then at downtown, it's like, hey, here are the people from wherever, Linden or wherever trying to just like hopefully not linda hopefully i mean they could oh, be from I wherever show in linda. They could be from, i did yeah, yeah yeah they could be from uh, where, like they don't get like your all trump of your country yeah. <laughs> anyway I mean, they don't get like the trump voters they don't they don't watch rick and morty they Mm-mm. or they don't get your harry potter reference yeah, or I, whatever it is we performed in front of a high school high schooler wearing a make a great America great again hat, and I was just like, "You're in high school. You're too young to have." How'd you know he was moves? in high school? Oh, it was at a high school. Yeah, no, oh, okay. it was for high school. It was oh. a grad night. Grad night. Oh, dang! He had a MAGA hat on. So you cut the. You, so you, you refused to do it. No, we yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, you did it. Yeah. I got You're paid. Getting paid. I got paid. Well, that was one one person. <laughs> that makes sense. We went to Linden, and they uh, the lady came out to us, and she was like, "So just so you know, we're all Trump supporters. Whoa." We're because they knew that you were gonna like say something about <laughs> no. it and, like I don't know well she told us she uh prefaced with uh, the more vulgar the better and then she said yeah also oh, Trump weird. that's so weird yeah we I did a, an outside gig we did it for a bunch of truckers they were having like a Christmas party yeah. or something and they were just like, like we're Trump supporters uh, they, in the email they were just like uh, it was before Trump was president I think right. it was like uh, mm-hmm. a year ago a year and a half I don't know when it was but right. uh they are just like, yeah, we we want we don't like political correctness. We want it to be <laughs> right. as raunchy as possible. Yeah. And we, we were all very nervous. And then we ended up just making a bunch of sex jokes. And at the end, I had like a really great uh, – we played innuendo. Yep. And I had right. a really great joke about uh, like – Sex with me is like a trucker because I know when to pull out, nah. <laughs> or I know how to pull out. I That's so weird. That's such like a weird request, like to like don't make it clean. <laughs> like, yeah, it was definitely uh, interesting, but honestly, the show is really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When there's like, it was good for you guys. When you know you can't offend people, it is a lot of fun. <laughs> no limits. <laughs> 
Is it? Uh, you were talking about like how you thought you were getting hazed at your first uh, dead <laughs> yeah. parrots. Like it was really racist. Like, <laughs> I mean, like that's what kind of rehearsal. I don't want to say like rehearsals are for being racist, but it's like it's just like throw everything out there and yeah. then like we'll rein it in later. Uh, do you feel it's like as artistic director, it is sort of like, is that put you in a weird position? Ever, yeah, when you got to tell everyone to stop being stop racist. Stop being all racist. Time. We're about to do a show, but these are Trump supporters. <laughs> So maybe be racist. So maybe be racist. <laughs> well, we're, we're not performing for Trump supporters. Right. Uh, the rehearsals, if we have like a really sketchy one, we usually close with, okay, we got it out of our system. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I am. But I, the whole, as long as nobody's uncomfortable, then, and it's not in front of an audience that we mm-hmm. can't ask, hey, was any buddy here uncomfortable right, right. Yeah. as long as we can check back in with ourselves and be like hey okay it's in close to where <laughs> right. nobody's gonna know yeah. it um it's not okay i guess but it's more okay it's more, it's okay. more okay yeah <laughs> and it's hard to offend people with improv just because like i was saying it's like they just made that up if it's like stand-up or anything else i'm like dude you had like so much time to like think about what you were gonna <laughs> this say is probably and the you ch- t- this is the 10th yeah. time you've said this joke yeah, it's like, like and, you, heard. and you chose that like improv yeah. is like audiences are like they're forgiving pretty much although i there was uh i don't know if chris wants to be talking about this but uh so well, Future friend of the it show. doesn't matter he doesn't he's he never has ever listened to this but mm-hmm. um there was a show where i guess uh jake ferg and chris uh Erickson from the upfront, they kissed mm-hmm. at the end of uh, the sh- a show, uh-huh. and like I think Jake had been like a villain or something, and so somebody was like, "I didn't like the way that that was portrayed. It felt homophobic, and it was like oh, it was oh, a really? kiss on stage, like, like, and it's the kind of thing where like you want, like I'm sure yeah. as artistic director, you want to respond to something like that and be like." Oh, like sorry, you were upset, but also you want to be like, okay, but that what, like what? Yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. There are some things that are questionable as to like how many levels of political correctness can we go <laughs> right. down yeah, in seriously. this matrix before we go crazy? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I'm not. I love political correctness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. love is a strong word, but um, I think sometimes it gets to the point where it is super limiting. And if you look at satire, I think it's such a credible source of maybe these people aren't consuming something because it's said to them straight. But uh-huh. in satire, it right. like just points out the absurdity of it. Yeah. Well, and then I've, I've seen something about satire because I've kind of been torn on this for a while because yeah. there's like some satire that is like indistinguishable from just like shitty behavior. Right. Yeah, yeah. Satire yeah. is so yeah. broad. Like, right. It's, it's tough. Well, it's, I think it's why I stopped liking South Park is because like, yeah, they, it's just, yeah. they're kind of just assholes. Like even if they're, <laughs> they're even if it's satire, it's like, it's, I don't know. People who watch that show are like, they're, they're playing up the stuff that shitty people want to see anyways. And right. I don't know. So I, I think I saw this thing where it was like, satire has to be like clear and targeted and like mm. distinct from the thing it's tr- satire of or right, it fails yeah. as satire exactly yeah if it's yeah. too fuzzy like uh the colbert report like which like f- for the first few years i feel like people are like oh it's satire and then like yeah. same thing with south park like the legacy starts to build so yeah, it starts yeah. to build like this other fan base that's mm-hmm. like oh this is for us and like yeah, yeah it just yeah, like yeah. it's it's almost like if it gets too popular it gets to the point where like 
other the the people that it's making fun of are like, wait a minute, this is our show now. And yeah, yeah, it's totally. like indistinguishable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's hard to say that with improv because again, it's like let's really critique this storyline that we just made up like <laughs> ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, um, it's surprisingly easy to make up stories, in my opinion. Oh <laughs> my, I did this. Oh, it was so bad. We did this show for um um the walk for the cure. Like last oh, no, I don't know. Like I don't know where this story is. <laughs> this is. Feel free to cut this one. Out. I will right. not. Leave anytime, it in. anytime a guest says cut this, I do not. Leaving it in. But we did. It was for Western um, last or this past summer. And so before we go on, we're like, okay, you know, we all know what we're not gonna do a story right. about. So then we go and do an improv set, mm-hmm. and it's about somebody dying from an incurable disease. No. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, it's like, don't say it, don't say yeah. it, don't say it. Oh, my I'm God. dying. Oh, <laughs> was this Was this also, did oh, you, yeah. was, were you performing outside, too? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes it so much worse. All right. Yeah. Did, what, did, what, did you, and any laughs, or was it a complete, like... I think we got... Did everyone just, like, are they really doing this? Like, <laughs> it was a mixture of, like, uncomfortable, like, ah. Right, like, <laughs> And then some people were like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Right, so, yeah. Well, you subverted expectations by yeah. Yeah. being bad. I don't know. And that's one of the ones I've blocked out until just now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you, you got to share it. I don't know. Something about, you're right. There is, like, a fight or flight instinct when you get on there. You're like, I guess I'm talking about an incurable <laughs> yeah. disease. Like, here I go. I'm going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> What's the suggestion? Death? Thank you. Didn't like it as much it's like as Kevin. The only good Marvel movie? No, Spider Man was better than Thor. No, it that's was not. So, that's, yeah, not even close. It's way better than Thor. Like Spider Man. Like uh, Thor was like a seventy-five. No, Spider Man from a plot Spider-Man. and a visual perspective was like <laughs> better, as generic no. as you could possibly get. <laughs> no, it was it was better. It was just uh, just a better film. Fe- oh. oh my! <laughs> how is how is it generic? The Spider Man. I mean, like, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. okay. What? Can you remember ones? any vi- anything visually interesting about the okay. Spider Man okay. movie? I'll offhand. give you that. Okay, Wait. I'll give you that. Spider Man was less visually like entertaining. Thor? Like obviously, Thor like <laughs> yeah. takes place in space, like in like Asgard. Obviously, it's more visually no, entertaining. Not like, even Asgard is like the least interesting part of that movie. <laughs> it's when they're on the goddamn like rainbow planet. I mean, just like exactly, they go to a rainbow. Obviously, they don't go to a rainbow planet in Spider Man right, Homecoming. But they could have. They, 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 like it's like they could have made it look no, like why that. Why would they do that? Okay, that's like saying like, oh, uh, like you can Scott make, Pilgrim okay. was more visually pleasing than no, the no, King's here, speech. Right, you like, want example? Well, obviously, five hundred days of summer. <laughs> is a visually gorgeous oh, film. I love that movie. That's it's a good, good movie. It's a great movie. Uh, people argue with me that it uh, buys into the whole uh, like friend zone thing, and it subverts the friend zone thing. If you ask me, what's the friend zone thing? Yeah, I'm not. Oh, uh, like just the whole thing of like, uh, like a guy being friends with a girl, and he's like into her, 
And then it's like every guy's always like, why doesn't she want to have sex with me? Or why doesn't she want to be in a relationship oh, with see. me? And so people who critique 500 Days of Summer, because it's one of my favorite movies, they're always like, <laughs> no, oh, my film. God, like he's the worst person ever. And like it's like, yeah, but that's the point of the movie. I don't remember yeah. that film being visually pleasing. It's Is very it? beautiful. Oh, it's all about like architecture. Well, he it's not all about architecture. They have such they have great shots and the lighting of it. Okay. I, I guess I haven't seen it. And like the, color palette, time, the color palette. The color palette is gorgeous. Palette, That's not what it is. the lighting. Spider-Man <laughs> had no interesting color, color palette, had nothing interesting cinematography wise. It was right. like You're generic right. in every yeah. single way. Cinematography. No, the plot is better than Thor Ragnarok. That's, That's for untrue. sure. Thor Ragnarok is three scripts, and they're like, we can't decide which which one we want best. <laughs> no. So let's just put them all together. No, see, what happened was Taika Waititi got, well, he wasn't even the writer. He was the director. But he like got to do all the cool, fun, crazy stuff. And then they- With his three scripts. The, the, the fat cats over at Marvel, I'm sure, were like, we got to have Asgard in here somewhere. And that was the worst part of the movie, was Asgard. Right. So, so you do agree that it is like- no, it's, the Asgard it's, part it's, was fine. Oh, all right. Yeah. And then everything else is awesome. And Loki right. is a, is, yeah. a, is like the only interesting right. Marvel villain. Yeah. And it's then two the, separate films. The villain in Spider-Man Spider Homecoming is It's great. Boring. There's a great twist. Oh, how, how can you say that's boring? All right. Yeah, no, I'm I not gonna Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the new Spider-Man, but... <laughs> I haven't seen it, actually. <sighs> well, I, see, I, I You could have just rode that to the I'm in the minority whose favorite... To Spider Man, I'm, 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 I'm a minority in the majority. <laughs> <laughs> the amazing Spider Man movies are the best Spider Man movies. <laughs> what? Oh my! Okay. And in fact, they're two that's, of the best superhero that's movies. So wrong! Oh my god! Oh my god! And they're directed by the director <laughs> oh of Five Hundred Days of Summer, Mark Webb. Okay. Did you also wow. enjoy uh, Hulk by Ang Lee? <laughs> Did you enjoy that too? 2003? I never saw it. All right. I got it on VHS. <laughs> still as a, not as a gift VHS. For, as a gift from one of my aunts. I never watched it. Do you still have it? In my parents' house, probably. Okay. Do you have any controversial takes on Marvel films or... I don't watch a lot of Marvel films. Or, just, or, or anything. Or any films. Any films? Any films. That's Act 3. We're not in Act 3 Okay, yet. yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll get to that. New question. All right, let's... let's... <laughs> Only we can talk about movies in Act 2. <sighs> let's cool down here. Let's shift gears. <sighs> Never bring up Spider-Man versus Thor around me. <laughs> All right. You're the one that brought it up. <laughs> so You're the one who said Spider-Man Homecoming is yeah, better. That's and it's not. It is. All right. We'll, we'll not, check Rotten by, Tomatoes like, here. Just not a single metric is it better. All right. We'll get to that later. No, we won't. Our guest, Emma. Hello. We're shifting gears here. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay. Mm -hmm. uh, tell okay. us where you were born. I was born in St. Paul, Minnesota. Ooh. Did you grow yeah. up there? I did. I spent half my life there and then half my life in the Pacific Northwest. Oh. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Because my dad's whole family is over there, and then mm -hmm. my mom's whole family is California. Mm -hmm. So, And she is one of 11, and then he's one of eight. Whoa. So it's like Dang. this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you visit there regularly? Minnesota? Mm -hmm. No, I haven't been there. I think I've been there three times since I left. Is there anything you miss about? What, what was it like growing up in Minnesota? It, my dad's Midwest. family is really funny. Like, they're, my okay. dad's hilarious. Um, and so all of my aunts and uncles just have, like, a great sense of humor. But when other people come in, people get, like, really <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> For instance... Uh, my aunt Luan has this thing about like hugging Your Luant. people. Yeah, my mm -hmm. Luan. So she'll hug like random strangers and like give them cool. kisses. Oh, <laughs> European. I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> she. Yeah, she's very interesting. And then my uncle um calls me Lil Ho. Just because. <laughs> 
Because he thinks it's my dad called me oh, it man. once as a joke and he just lost it. Like <laughs> and now it's my nickname. Because <laughs> they think it's hilarious. Nice. That yeah. little hoe bit is just it's just great. Hoe. Yeah. Aff- affection from like family members is weird. Cause when I was dating yeah. in front of the show, Jane Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, I met one of her. <laughs> I met some, I met a lot of her family members and one of them, like we went on a walk around the block and at the end she like kissed me on the lips. <laughs> family yeah. members. She like, that. she like went in for a hug and then kissed, like I was like, oh, she could kiss me on the cheek. She kissed me on the lips. That's like on purpose or it was yeah, like, yeah, like on oh purpose. My. It was, uh, no alcohol was involved in this. Oh, I'm sure everyone was drinking. Okay. People it was, were drinking. It was garage sale weekend, John. <laughs> my aunt actually, she lives in a home in Minnesota, uh, cause she bought a man in Escalade and she didn't have money and then they came and collected it. Anyways, she came out to visit us and um, my neighbor, Kalisha, was driving past us and stopped to say hi. And my aunt literally reached through her window and just <laughs> hugged her. And I've never seen somebody's eyes bulge out as much as my neighbor. From being like, squeezed so yeah, it, was like, it was like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Just yeah. like, boy, yeah. boom. boom. That reminds me, I've been rewatching Rocco's Modern Life. I know it's not Act 3 yet, but damn, that <laughs> show is good. All is right. it really dirty? It's a little dirty. I also, man, let's bring up Rocco in Act 3. All I don't right, want to cool. get into it because I have a lot to say. Here's my tra- transition. <laughs> yeah. Did your parents let you watch like... Dirty things growing up because Rocco's Modern oh Life my. was kind of like iffy, or were you were you pretty like you're 13, Mm-mm. you can't watch PG 13 movies. Mm-mm. I was the youngest, um, and so my family in Minnesota they thought it was funny if I knew stuff before I should know stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's how the youngest yeah, goes. That's how the youngest so goes. So I watched Borat when it was. Oh released. my gosh! Mm-hmm. Wow. How old are you? That was 2006. I, yeah, I was a 2006, freshman in high school. I was uh, eight. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> you were eight when I was in high school. Uh, That's old weird. man, Kev. That's weird. <laughs> but my my dad did make me go outside for the part where they like naked wrestled. Right. Yeah. Is your sense of humor now dirty or is it? Yeah, but I feel like in a good way. Okay. You know, because I feel like when I learned how to use. This sounds really braggy, and I don't mean it to be. No, this braggy. is bra- I this is a, this, is a, yeah, this is a show you get to talk about yourself. Uh, but I. Like, my uncles thought it was really funny if my sister and I had, like, swearing fights when I was five. <laughs> how many how many siblings do you have? I am one of four. Okay. Um, And so I have two brothers and two sisters. And so I learned to use that stuff. Wait, there really... are two brothers and two sisters? Or you have two brothers and two sisters? Oh, no, I have two brothers and two sisters. Okay, so you're one yeah. of five. I'm one of five. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was like, like somewhere the math doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Did I mention I would have failed math if my grandfather had not passed away? So oh, we'll get into that <laughs> yeah. later. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but I like knew how to use that stuff. Um, but the caveat was. I couldn't use it like at school or around mm-hmm. other people. Okay. And so I was great at using it where it didn't sound stupid. Cause you know how when people like first start swearing, right? It's like, yeah, that shit little butt over there. Like, <laughs> right. Well, they, they, they don't know then, how to do then, it right. And then you, that comes back around once you do know how to swear because it's funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it just sounds awkward. And yeah, I was yeah. fortunate enough to surpass that awkward. Nice. <laughs> See, I didn't, I was like a good kid. Growing up, I didn't swear. Like, this is such yeah. a weird thing to like think about. I didn't swear till I was like in college. Like, I didn't. Oh, I didn't no. use bad cuss really? words. Yeah, 
I was very Christian. I swore like a ton when I was like in elementary school, I feel like. And now (laughs) I don't swear at all. Well, I had a friend in seventh grade. He was like, Kevin, like, if we want to be cool, we got to start swearing. You know, <laughs> did, he, like, did he say that? He that's literally said like that. an after school special thing to <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah. If we want to be cool, we have to it's, swear. Say this well, word. Well, it was like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, the, I don't know, and I was like, all right. And I wasn't friends with him anymore. <laughs> so, what kind of house did you grow up in? Uh, I grew up in like, um, like a norm. My first house was. This house you walk into, and then you have. <laughs> this is the second guess. <laughs> this is the second guess. I have to phrase the question differently. I mean, like, yeah, John, what? when you asked it too, I'm like, that's I'm like, like really? Okay, yeah. I'm just not thinking it right. Like, what kind of environment was your house like? Was it <laughs> was it brick? Was it yeah. <laughs> so air when conditioning? You, when you walk into the door, <laughs> um, I it was like a very supportive house. Um, yeah, the, except, it was well constructed. Yeah, yeah, you knew what you were bad at, you know, like, okay. it's like you a were, what were you bad at? What were you bad at? I'm bad at art, like in like physical, like writing, drawing. drawing. Yeah. Like this one time I took a pottery class and my dad made a joke of like, whenever I came home, he's like, you know, what is that? Like that looks like just <laughs> like terrible. Just a pile of garbage. Yeah, and so it got to the point where I came home with my art and I would hide it in <laughs> oh, the yard. No. Oh no! Yeah, like I remember, I came home with his pinch pot and I was in middle school, and he's like, "Oh, this is funny." He takes my pinch pot and he goes to like the shelf of displays <laughs> and takes Sarah's pinch pot she made in like first grade, and he's like. <laughs> Which one's better? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, That's, this. How old are you? Um, I was in middle school at that point, but Dang. I made this tile, <laughs> Dang. and it was the only good thing I made. And I came home with this tile, and he's like, "Wow, Emma, this is actually good. Like, who made it for you?" And my <laughs> sister had drawn this sketch, and I just sketched it oh onto the God. tile. This. How did you become a person that like goes on stage like and <laughs> performs in front of people? Like, I feel like that has to frame like so much about like rejection and critique. Well, that was the support of it though, because I wasn't great at like pottery, but I was great at making fun of myself and there you being go. okay there you with go. not being good at right. things. And that was also my parents of being like, yeah, you're funny. Like, and I got good examples from them. So gotcha. Um, when did you first realize that you were a funny person? Oh God. Oh, John, it's another youngest for it's your, the youngest your list insane. of yeah. youngest mm-hmm. funny person. Yeah, awesome. I'm also the youngest. So. Oh, this is really a stupid story. Um, <laughs> my dad, my uncle, God, my uncle, and um, little, is this the little ho uncle? This is the all little right. ho uncle. Little ho uncle. We were all doing a bicycle, like, um, and oh, actually, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you were all doing we were a- all doing this bicycle really hard, and <laughs> it was a ta- it was tandem. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were on this bicycle, and my dad goes like, Emma, go up to your uncle and tell him like, get him to ask you what you're doing for the rest of the day, and then tell him. You're sticking your thumb up your ass. <laughs> what? It's so stupid. Like, <laughs> feel free to cut this out too. And then I went up to him, and he, I like got him to ask me what I was doing for the rest of the day. And I was like, Wait, how old are you at this I was, point in your life? I moved from Minnesota when I was nine. Uh-huh. And this was like a couple years before we moved, so I think I was like seven. Okay. Um, and then I said like. 
he was like, what are you doing for the rest of the day? And I was like, oh, nothing. We're just going to go home and stick our tongues up our asses. Oh, like, yeah. Even better. I but I actually think, like, the first time I knew I was funny was my dad asked me, like, hey, Emma, how's life going? And I was like, I don't know. Anywhere from three to five. And I said, terrible. I get in trouble every day. I feel like Cinderella. <laughs> um, and that was then, your first bit. Yeah, that was my, well, it, and I believed it. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the first time I realized that I was also like sad enough to be funny. Right, yeah. <laughs> first, have I ever told you like when I, how I started out in comedy when I was a kid? No, I, didn't, <laughs> I need to rephrase that. I've like phrased things so right. weird. You can tell me later. No, I'll tell you now. All right. Kevin, how did you know that you were funny? You well, were I funny. don't think I knew I was funny, but this like says a lot about my comedic style now. I used to like go up to my mom and I would just say like a combination of words that I thought sounded like a joke. And I'd be like, <laughs> did that make sense? And she would always say no. <laughs> And I think that's. I would love to hear that. Just like <laughs> things that sound like a setup. Like other day, I went to the store, bought some chips. There were chips. No, that's like, like literally because like I knew joke formats from watching cartoons, but like I didn't. I didn't understand like the wordplay yet. Like or right, I didn't yeah. understand like the complex wordplay that would go on. And right. so now all my that's all mm-hmm. my jokes are me saying something that doesn't make sense, right. and me convincing everyone that it's worthwhile. That's, that's I would, amazing. Like little Kevin too. Like yeah. Yeah. I made my bed. And then they're pillows. I don't get no respect at all. Like, yeah, so, yeah. I gotta call my mom at some point, and we'll we'll like I'll ask her what kind of things I used to say. We'll, we'll t- see him on the show. We'll oh, see him on the show. That's so funny. You guys are both just sad deep down inside. Yeah, that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when you moved to Washington, you were nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about the kind of kid you were like in middle school and high school. Oh, I was a really good kid. Actually, I got like the award for like friendliest okay cool wait in high school in, in elementary in elementary school. school okay like my last year of elementary school um they're like here you go yeah dweeby is a dweeb yeah but i think i was just really good at like saying the things that people wanted me to hear just wanted them to hear wanted wanted like wanted them to hear okay yeah. all right <laughs> i said whatever i wanted does um, that make sense yeah. <laughs> and then I realized I didn't want to do that. And then in high school, I got really bored. Uh, and so I went to the community college uh, instead, not because I wanted like extracurricular, like academic challenge, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to like meet new people. And I have like a two year thing where I get stir crazy after two years. Right. Um. So I kind of just did sports a lot and okay. then did community college. What sports? Swimming and water polo. I played water polo. No way. uh, Only for two years, but yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was, that was like my life in high school. You kind of like a ghost kid. Like they, they like they call your name at graduation and people are like, oh, who is that? that? Ghosts ghosts aren't real. Ghosts are real. There's one right here. Mm-hmm. Artistic director of Dead Parents Society. Mm. Yeah, joke's on you. Nobody knows who I am. So they'll see Shit. Emma Campbell. <laughs> yeah. We need to get listens on this podcast. We need a career, John. Yeah. Do you want to move to cool. Portland with me? No. In my- August? <laughs> no, you and your no. wife can come. Yeah, maybe. I think right. my biggest credential after this is possibly becoming <laughs> a friend of the show. Yeah, oh yeah. Emma Campbell, friend of the show. Wait. I, I don't know when that became a bit, but we 
We've been doing it for so long. Yeah. Well, it's because you always hear that in podcasts. People are like, friend of the show. Right. And I just think it's funny to it do that funny. every 10 words. I like it. Yeah. Let's get into the question. Okay. Yeah. It's a good, uh, good time for yeah, it. Yeah. So, uh, the question. Do mm-hmm. you, Emma, uh-huh. deal with depression and or anxiety? And ha- if okay. so, how does that affect you creatively? Okay. Um, See, it's too long of a question. We it is too a, long. It's too long. We need. And that's also we we always refer to the question as if like this better be a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. Like, have to it be. doesn't have to just like talk talk to us like when you're sad. Yeah, Marina, yeah. friend yeah. of the show, was like, uh, <laughs> was like, uh, I don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> nope. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I don't know if it helps me create. I think it does. I think. Um. I don't feel things the way other do is what I'm convinced. So like actually not feel like my thought process isn't in like, um, yeah, I'm like you to me aren't like the words you say or like John, you to me aren't the words you say, mm-hmm. which is such a weird thing. But it's like everybody has their own like feeling and like atmosphere. Right. Which is really weird. Um, how's, but my, I, how's my atmosphere doing? It's great. Both of yours, like, great. Thanks. Friends, friends. Friends, um, friends. She, she, of the show. You only said show. that because you're yeah. on the show. It's okay. <laughs> but I think, uh, consequently, I am more sensitive to things, but I don't like people to know that, so I don't talk right. to people ever about it. And I'm put on a very happy jokey, and I think that's why I'm good at comedy, because I right. can, like... Um, just be very jokey and I think that's mm-hmm. what people expect of me is just right. to be the one that's like very happy and nice and jokey. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I never let anyone in. Yeah. Yeah. It's and being funny is almost like a misdirection where it's like it feels like we're connecting on this deep level, mm-hmm. but really we're just we're doing bits. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's like look over here, I'm doing a joke. Yeah. You don't know anything about my life, really. Well, and like it's it's so taboo in like I feel like in our society to open up that yeah. my a lot of my humor is just being over honest right, <laughs> and like yeah. sharing too much and that's funny because nobody shares too much and then <laughs> yeah. that's like that's its own coping mechanism it's like okay yeah. if i turn my pain into a joke uh like i don't have to feel like i'm being vulnerable i just yeah. it's like a, a wall so you don't know the real me but you know everything about the real me right and i feel like um <laughs> this is like i'm pushing myself to this i'll cut uh, this too don't worry <laughs> <laughs> but it's harder to get close to people too when you make everything a joke. Yeah. What I found for me. Because mm-hmm. I can't level with certain, like, I cannot level with people a lot. Right. So, like, my uncomfortable, like, default is just to laugh. Like, mm-hmm. w- at my grandfather's funeral, I yeah. started uncomfortable laughing. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's like good. a oh. legitimate response at yeah. funerals. Like, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the same grandpa that helped you pass math? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is this Thanks, uh, pops. uh what was I gonna say? I don't remember. Something about math. Oh yeah. Did we talk about this on the show where I said I want my funeral to be a roast? Oh, Ooh, I would love I like that. that. Yeah, I, I want my funeral to be a roast and I want everyone to wear shorts and flip flops and be oh, comfortable. Can I be the roast master? Yeah. I oh, want it yes. to be on a cool. beach too. Like you don't have yeah. to you don't have to bury me there, but the memorial should be at a beach yeah. with the sunset, Santa Cruz, because that's my favorite beach town. Um, yeah, because we buried you, can't bur- you can't bury a body in sand. Although, do you want to be buried? Yes, because I think uh, 
I buy into the idea of like the cyclical nature of everything mm-hmm. and uh, not in like a reincarnation sort of way, but just like we go back to dirt and that dirt becomes something else later. And so I don't want to okay. be, I feel like ashes are less like going to be me. Than what about my body. those like, those like pods that you see on everyone's oh, Facebook like feed? on the, tr- in the tree. Something, yeah, something the like tree. that. Yeah. I want to like, it's like I, put me in a pod. I'm claustrophobic, so being buried like scary. Oh yeah, you're dead me. though. No, I don't want to be buried in a coffin. I specifically that's want right. to be able. That's, that's what, what it is. What, I want to be able to yeah. decompose. Because I was okay. gonna say, if you're buried in a coffin, yeah. that right. it mm-hmm. kind of invalidates. Yeah. Yeah. Or make it like a uh, a coffin that's you know biodegradable. <laughs> biodegradable. <laughs> or like a coffin oh, man. of banana peels. If you cool. just thought up a genius Shark <laughs> Tank let's idea, do that. I want Calling it. I just decided I want it. So I want my head to be in one of those like capsules on Futurama, but my body is still attached. And so you put my body in the ground and my head's above ground. So my body decomposes and detaches from my head over time. And you right. visit me at my grave and my head is still there. How is your head not decomposing? Uh, they preserve it. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'd love for your funeral to be a roast because I, like Emma, I do not process like mm. things like that well, properly. I, I, That's why like hanging yeah. out with improvisers and comedians is so great because like you're all on the same page <laughs> yeah. of like, hey, let's not really... <laughs> process emotions maturely or properly yeah. well, I, I was just uh, from time to time I think about uh, what if this friend died <laughs> just right. like every now and then with oh, I get every... morbid with my high school friends I'm like yeah. who's gonna die first like, yeah well I have my songs picked out like oh, I, me oh too. really oh mm-hmm. can, mine changes you tell us? I, I always yeah. um, so the first one is the cliche but it's flogging Molly if I ever leave this world alive uh, and then it used to be I think I still want Golden Slumbers. Golden Slumbers oh, by the Beatles. That's a good one. That's um, a good one. Also, um, there's this song that's called Dugama that is a really cool song. And then, um, oh my God, by the Beatles, <laughs> they named their album It. What is it? <laughs> I can't say. I can't You're like, you're, you want to say this so bad. I don't, I don't know. Uh, what? And let it be. There let we go. it be. Let okay, it be. gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. That's a good uh, one too. John, do you have one? Um, I don't know. The process theme? No. Uh, <laughs> one of my Andrea Bocelli, <laughs> probably Andrea. I know what my right? old one was. I told my friend. Uh, I can't remember the name. Of it. There's a Switchfoot song that is about a funeral, and I specifically right. wanted to play it so everyone would cry. Uh, but now the new song I want is Willetta by Deer in the Headlights, which is also Ooh. about a funeral because I still want everyone to cry, but it's a better right. song. There you go. Yeah. Oh, Georgia on my mind. By Ray Charles. Oh, that's, that's a good one. I don't know like how it relates to death or anything. I just like I play it. I that's like yeah. my favorite you should, song. You should so. also play like some weird uh like they might be giant song in my right. funeral. Oh, no, yeah. Just like, season two reflections on Yeah, on repeat. I want my yeah. entire the drunk cast <laughs> in its entirety to be played <laughs> at my funeral. I don't even think I want a funeral. Like just Right. Or like a what what is it like a New Orleans funeral or it's like where it is a party. Yeah, that's like that's what I want. Like yeah. I don't want I anyone want like to. Yeah. yeah, I want people to just to process it, not like how I would, just like not correctly bits all the time. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and it's okay. great because this is now preserved on the podcast. So <laughs> when you're deciding what to do with my dead body, just uh, listen to Emma Campbell's my, my episode. Little, my little grandchildren who are uh, listening to this, <laughs> and I'm deceased. Uh, I want my body to decompose. I want my head to be preserved. Uh, if they develop the technology <laughs> uh, to duplicate brains. Uh, I don't want it done until I'm about to die. So if I'm in a coma, only do it as I'm about to die or 
if they can incorporate <laughs> my brain into a cyborg body without just copying it, because I don't think copying a brain, and it wouldn't be me still, it would be like a copy, but if they can incorporate my brain in a way that it slowly becomes taken over by cyborg um, parts, then that's fine. Okay. I lost, I don't think I said everything. I'll oh take- yeah, and I want Willetta by Deer in the Headlights to be played, and I want there to be a roast hosted by John Lee, and I yeah. want you to copy John's brain regardless of what it is. John has to be replicated so that he can right, do the yeah. roast. The last I think, I think I'll outlive you, right? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I'm probably going to so die. You're older than me. Uh, I'm going to but... be the next to die in like the 27 thing. Uh-huh. I'll probably just kill myself or something. <laughs> okay. So, I might, so, also, uh, so I will outlive you. So I've got another right. year, two years at most. Yeah. Cool. Two so, years. For it, cheers to friends. So I guess I won't have grandchildren (laughs) unless I get to work. You never know. You just adopt, Mm. adopt not as children, adopt as grandchildren. Yeah, that's a John. There you go. Are you looking to be someone's grandchild? Yeah, I am. (laughs) I love that. Excellent. Yeah, so I'll I'll organize everything about your funeral. Yes, are you gonna have a spouse by then? Uh, probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Well, I would like to, but. Probably not. See, my wife will organize my funeral. And she's not like a bit type person. So I guess, I don't know, it might just be a normal funeral. And, uh, I yeah. like, I want, let's talk about marriage. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's, that's a deep that's, that's a deep thing. We'll move from well, funerals was, yeah. to marriage. <laughs> We're going all over the spectrum. Well, I was, was going to say before that, like, how, like, I don't process things normally. And, like, I'm always jokey-jokey all the time. Mm-hmm. My wife is, like, the opposite and, like, can't do that and is, like, she wants to be real all the time, so it's nice to come home to like, hey, let's have a real conversation about something. Like, yeah, that's like, a good balance. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like sometimes I see like two creative people in a relationship, and some people make it work, and other people yeah. I'm just like, dang, how are you just not like wake up bit zone at lunch? You're doing bits. Me and you go of, to bed. Me in front of the show, Jane Mitchell <laughs> had a very hard time. Yeah, it's just like it's like how do you communicate? Honestly, like if you're in a relationship with like anyone who does anything creative, it's yeah. like. How do you have like? How do you just like tell like it is? It's, uh, it's impossible, is what I'm saying. Yeah, um, break up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. <laughs> <laughs> In front of the show, we did. We did. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. Obviously, people make it work. If you're currently in a relationship with no, a creative person, okay. I just got hardcore rejected. Whoa! Oh, nice. Boom. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I've realized that. So I've only had two like major relationships, and then I had like a few like sort of relationships in high school. And I've realized that like every single one of them has been uh, my depression has led to the downfall. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it's never yeah. been the fault. It. Like I can't blame the depression for it, but it's always been like because I'm being getting depressed. Right, it's putting a strain. I just, that's why I'm like I don't know if I could ever get married unless someone's like cool with me being depressed right. and like yeah. needing to isolate myself for like weeks at a time <laughs> right yeah wait yeah. so two things uh-huh. the person that rejected you was that a creative type person yeah all right you dodged a bullet you dodged a bullet <laughs> potentially i yeah i really like and, and are you depressed now no yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. That was such a good no. <laughs> no. Not because of that. Like, I'm not that type of person. I am very okay with being by myself. In fact, I have to be by myself mm-hmm. for a chunk of time because I don't like talking to people about a lot of stuff. And so right. I have yeah, to yeah. have time. Like, in me and, like, even simple texting, like, if somebody texts me more than, like, five times in a row, You're like, I get, like... I need a nap. Oh, yeah. yeah. I... I <laughs> 
in the last year, I became like the worst texter of all time. John last, can last two years. That. Last yeah, two years. <laughs> I, like I used to respond instantly. Like yeah. I, I uh, grew up on AOL Instant Messenger. That was right. my jam for a yeah. while. I have to and, like uh, plan it out where I'm like, I need this response in three days, so I'll like yeah. text him five days. I'll be like, okay, this person. Uh, like might think I'm at work and while I'm at work, I might not check my phone. Right. <laughs> yeah. So how many hours can I go without responding where they won't think of me any less? Right. Yeah. And that's often a whole week. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I don't think I was and not sad because of the, uh, rejection, which is more just embarrassing. Yeah. I think we can right. all yeah, say. That's true. I think I was sad because, um, I get bored easy. Mm -hmm. And so this person was not boring, which was uh -huh. great. Um, but it also forced me to think about what I do have going for me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and currently, it's interesting to think about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. What, what sort of answers did you arrive at? I arrived at student loans <laughs> um the uncertainty of what i want to do with my life um but i'm kind of thinking that maybe i can spin that into a good thing what age are you i'm 20 whoa that's yeah. i was already surprised by <laughs> you saying eight earlier but uh <laughs> welcome to your 20s Thank you. Thank you. That that's person has uh, no idea uh, what, yeah, what he did for you. <laughs> it's been great. I, uh, yeah, uh, I don't think it's a bad experience, but uh, more just embarrassing. Right, that yeah. Yeah, rejection is different than like a breakup. Yeah. Like pe people, you get dumped and you're not like, embarrassing like it's yeah. that's more about the depression thing well, i'm sure yeah. jane jane felt embarrassed <laughs> i'm a catch <laughs> jane mitchell friend did of the she show. still listen to the show there's no way she I still listens she oh my god <laughs> we're, we're on speaking terms it's all right don't worry about it it's funny uh, i'm it. deflecting I, I i'm hope, deflecting I so i don't she have, thinks that i see, hope she thinks no, it's funny i don't have to make myself vulnerable see like if i do that people are like ah he has a good sense of humor about it and if i don't no one knows right mm. Yeah. No, no, that, that makes sense. Like, if I were to be rejected, that definitely would be like, I was just joking all along. Like, I don't, I don't even really care. Even. Would you ever, like, would I'm you glad ever, you said no. Would you ever divorce Aaron? <laughs> Refer to this podcast for the answer. No. <laughs> hmm. uh, just for listeners, he didn't seem convincing if you looked into his eyes when he said that. Yeah, because right. one of them winked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That and the other has tattooed <laughs> onto it. I will divorce my wife, Aaron. <laughs> it's a weirdly That's specific. That's a good ending spot yeah. for, that, for the second act, I think. Are we sure? Is there, yeah. is there anything else that you wanted to touch Discuss? on? Get to depression, anxiety, relationships. I don't have anxiety. <laughs> Me neither. I do. <laughs> I don't. It's a weird thing. Usually depression and anxiety go hand in hand. I just like yeah. I don't get anxious mm -mm. to a fault. I'm just Same. like I'm just like, dang, I should care about that. I and way I don't. don't. I don't even like Well, it's yeah. like I've had people like go out of my life and I think I'm gonna care so much and I don't. Like it makes me sound yeah. like an asshole. No, and then I get depressed, I'm just like I don't care and I should care. Yeah, like I'm so not a, I'm not a normal I, person. Like I, yeah. I carry every single person I've ever met with me on my back. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> oh my god. No, what like, kind of life like, is like it's it's written there on my hey dumbass idiot. Uh think about people you love and miss. It's a big part of uh 
My life I, I need to do that because I don't do that. Apparently, it's an older child thing. I was talking to oh. mom. I, I don't I don't buy into that stuff as much, but I was talking to friend of the show, Jane Mitchell's mom. This was uh, <laughs> six months after we broke up too, so right. this was like in December. Um, but I was talking to her mom for a really long time, and uh, apparently, it's something I have in common with uh, Jane's older sister is that uh, we both kind of like are very nostalgic and hang mm. on to the past. And uh, she suggested maybe it's. And older, right? Well, Emma and I are both youngest, and we we don't care about anyone in our lives. Apparently, exactly. Maybe (laughs) you get used to people leaving and like kind of doing their own thing, right? Like, I've always had everything just back at home. Like, my family's always there. I'm the one going out into the world and coming back, and I don't right. Yeah, and everyone was like looking after you, and you have no one else to look after. So it's yeah, yeah, you're just like Hmm. people leave. That's uh, that's yeah, it's true. Well, because I I I was very protective of my sisters, and so I think it's like. I don't know. You're just protective right. of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that plays into the fact that we don't have anxiety, though. I think it, I think it's yeah. all it's all part of it. No, I, I actually don't. I was I was trying to make a joke about how oh. I, uh, we could oversimplify complex um, emotions. We can but. if you want, but that's also why I, I didn't do well in school. I was just oh, like, I was such a procrastinator. I was just like, I don't care. Just like mm-hmm. it's like deep down, like I was eight, and I was just like, what, what is a GPA really? I'm <laughs> just like, well, who, who if, cares? If you look back on it, like I wrote a ten-page paper in a day for one of my last classes. But I convinced myself, if you look back in, like, two years, I'm not even going to remember what that paper was about. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's like, why should I care about it yeah. now? And then down the rabbit hole I went. Right. See, yep. for me, it's like, uh, that's how I was with, like, school assignments. And, like, that's just how I am in my life. And it's less that I don't care and more that I don't want to do anything but lay down for most of the day. <laughs> right. And so uh, I use comedy to suggest that right. I don't care, but I do. I care right. about everything a lot, and it's terrible. That's yeah, I, that's. I wonder what that's like. Especially <laughs> Spider Man versus Spider Man versus Thor. <laughs> Callback. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're gonna end the act. Ending it. <laughs> It's not about that. Just tell yeah. me about times when you're sad. Like maybe you should like. Oh, I was gonna move this. <laughs> like when I first got up here. Maybe instead of the question, you could be like, "Hey, I got a question." Hey, I got a- no, but yeah. we ask this question. This is the one question we ask everyone, right? <laughs> Since right. the beginning of hey, our I show. I got the question. I gotta see if uh, Audrey Hannah's still following me. She is still following me. She's not following me. I, I thought that maybe she was like, gotta unfollow. Kevin and John. I mean, it's possible <laughs> that my, my Twitter is just bad. <laughs> right. Sally, Sally also unfollowed me. <laughs> That's that one hurt. That, that one, one hurt. hurt. 
Uh, she was. Right. She posted this like, on Facebook. She posted it on Facebook and Twitter, and she's like, "Go on an unfollowing spree. I don't care." And then I, I refreshed her Twitter, and she unfollowed me immediately. No. And then oh. I, I checked like later, and she didn't unfollow anybody else. Oh my god, <laughs> that's I, terrible. And I responded. To, I responded god. to her tweet. I was like, "What did I do to wrong you?" <laughs> and she responded with a tweet that like had a gif that said, "It's not about you." <laughs> like I don't know what that means. That's so. Because oh. clearly the tweet was about me because she's not following. Me anymore. Sally so still tragic. follows me. Okay, all right. Yeah, cool. Wow. I, I mean, my Twitter. I is, definitely is, value both Sally's and Audrey's opinions. <laughs> my so Twitter is in, my Twitter is inaccessible because I don't care if it's accessible or not. <laughs> <laughs> but I do care if. Uh, see, that's the thing is I do care. Yeah, I do care, but I have to say I don't. Just like Dead Parrot Society. <laughs> if you want to get called up, don't, don't care. care. Mm. Don't care. I'm just gonna check Twitter. Just don't know while we're yeah. recording. Oh wait, wait, wait! I'm gonna check uh, also oh, Spider-Man yeah. versus Thor on Spider-Man Homecoming. What's the full name of that? It's not just Thor. It's like uh, Thor, Thor Ragnarok. 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 Spider-Man Homecoming, ninety-two percent. Yep, Audrey still not following. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. She's been following me for 90, years. They both have ninety-two percent. She's okay. been following me for years. Do you think you know every person that has ever unfollowed you? Uh, I ch- <laughs> I know the ones that I know. Like I, because okay. when right. I lose like a batch of followers after just a series of bad tweets, I'm like, all right, I gotta check. Do these people? Because I'm like constantly anxious that uh, everyone who follows me hates everything I have to say. Uh, <laughs> because that's my t- John. You can attest to that, right? <laughs> my Twitter, <laughs> my Twitter is hard to like. Your, your Twitter is hard to like. Yeah, yeah. I like it's, it. It's it's definitely. Way better if you also know <laughs> Becca and Emily. That's like, that's like the only reason to check My Twitter is like, oh, is like the Hoogerworth banter. That's like, that's, yeah, we got some good banter. That's some good banter right there. Uh. Can't you didn't get on I Twitter. I can't believe you don't like my I, Twitter. Any creative person who's creative, I think is no on one Twitter. should be on Twitter. It has taken yeah. years off my life. I'm a worse. <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm more politically engaged, but that's made me less happy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just I've tried to get on Twitter and I can't get past this step of naming yourself on Twitter. You can change oh. it all the time. So just yeah. you don't have to commit. It's like Emma Campbell 90 something. 98. 98. When were you born? 98? 97. 97. 97. Yeah. <laughs> that was when my youngest are you, are you, sister was born. Were you born 90? I was 91. born. No, I'm 92. But oh, 92. I'm uh Jan- old, I'm, sorry. I'm January 92. So I was like yeah. the, uh, the okay. very what beginning. January. Ninety two. <laughs> <What? like, laughs> <laughs> Fun fact about Emma: she doesn't. The seventeenth. Right it was just my birthday. Seventeenth. Yeah. Uh, cool. A week ago. What day is it? Two weeks. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Something like that. My whole family. No, not my whole family. Um, but my dad, my brother, my sister, her husband, my sister's boyfriend. I've already lost track. All <laughs> January birthdays. Dang. Yeah. When's your birthday? July. July. You turn 21 this July. Oh, uh, yeah. It's going to be super exciting. <laughs> It'll 21. Be fun. Once you get to drink before upfront shows, life <laughs> yeah, is a lot life better. Changing. <laughs> life changing. Life yeah, changing. Really great. I've yeah. been uh, pretty tipsy for certain, uh, for a few shows. I don't know how you do that. I can't. I, I do like one drink before doing no, stand up. I'm like, ah, I regret this. You, well, improv is a little different too because you don't have to remember anything. Like, improv That's true. is all, yeah. like, basically the worst part of improv is when you're stuck in your head. So like yeah. uh, one or two drinks like gets you out of your head, 
but like the more you have, there's a turning point where you just get worse at storytelling. So right. it's like, you want to hit that sweet spot where you're buzzing just a little bit. That's I like guess the imp- best place yeah, for improv, improv is different. I've had a few drinks before a stand-up set and I'm just like, oh, here comes some bad crowd work. <laughs> like it's, it's coming. I can't help it. Have I, have you, I, you there. Have yeah. I told the story? <laughs> have I told the story of when I was, when, when I was, high, when I was high on stage at the upfront by accident? No, uh, I haven't heard it. <laughs> this was a while ago, but, uh, what was this? It was just a Thursday show, but I, I had had an edible earlier in the day, like at noon. I had a weed soda, I think, mm. which is like one of my favorite things in this mm. world. <laughs> and uh, I know the show was until <laughs> eight o'clock. And I, I remember I had like hit what I thought was the peak highness. Right. And mm. then I was just like, I, I can do the GVU. And there was a moment on stage where I was like just in the middle of a <laughs> scene. Okay. And I just like <laughs> no. looked out at the audience. I was like. I am too high. Oh my god, that's <laughs> terrifying. And it was like I did I think it was a fine set, but it was just right. this moment of like, oh no, everybody can tell. Right. Ah! <laughs> uh yeah, and I made some weird creative choices, but it was uh it was fine. It was it was part of the I course. Do not like part being, of the course. I do not like being high for improv. Uh being a little tipsy yeah. is okay, but being high is Do you think stressful. people could tell? Like at that at that one moment? Uh, and were you funnier? Yeah. It, nah, I don't know. It's a it, the G- same, same amount of not funny. The, the eight o'clocks at the upfront don't matter. Yeah, there's right. there like no stakes. But <laughs> but, but go okay. see it, right, guys? <laughs> I mean, they're fun. Thursdays. I have a lot of fun, yeah. but there's no stakes. Like no one's ever gonna call you out for being high or drunk. So. Right. <laughs> I have a hard enough time talking when I'm not drunk. Yeah. Right. So I feel like me going on stage drunk would just be like, "Yep, Emma's drunk." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us a, a first time drinking story, or do you want to? We can cut it out if you want. But. Yeah. Uh, sure. I the first time you were both- twenty years old, Emma. So, uh oh. So were you in Europe? Uh oh. Yeah. Or in Canada? Canada? I was in Europe. Europe. Never been. Um, <laughs> but for this story, yeah. you were in a place where it was legal. Uh-huh. Well, both of my siblings went to Wazoo. So oh. it was like, and my parents, I don't know if I just was very persuasive or whatever, but mm-hmm. I talked them into letting me go visit them when I was like 15. It's a youngest gotcha. thing, yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah. And so kid. I think they felt bad for me too because I was at the phase of my life where I was like, I have one friend and I don't want any other friends Um, by choice, by choice. Um, Just like that guy who rejected, it was, it was ultimately my choice. Yeah. I wanted to be rejected. I I want John to be my only friend. Yeah. Yeah. And no one else. Mission accomplished. I never told you how I got rejected and it was all me. Gotcha. Uh, no, but I went to Wazoo and, um, I went there and my sister had made me like a mixed drink and we were in her apartment. And do you remember what it was? Yeah. I, oh yeah, I do. I do remember. Um, it was vodka, like flavored vodka, Uh the real sugary type. And then blueberry lemonade. (laughs) She had this whole Minute Maid jug of blueberry lemonade. Oh, Minute Maid too. Filled up to like... A, like a quarter left of it right and she just dumped vodka into it and she put it in the fridge and she was like okay emma it's in there and so i kept like sneaking drinks and then my brother came over and thought that i like hadn't drank anything he's mm-hmm. like emma come over here <laughs> oh my god like my genetics i'm when i get drunk you can't tell for a bit until mm-hmm. it's like you're you're yeah. right yeah. yeah um so i snuck like shots too. Oh my gosh! Uh, and you're then, 15. Yeah, you are right. brave. 15. Um, you're at a place where it's legal when, you're, when it's 15. <laughs> Wazoo. Yeah. Wazoo in yeah. Europe. Oh. In Europe. Yeah. I don't know if 
if this was the same night too, or if this was like after, but somebody had like this great idea of going to the pool, like the outdoor pool. It is a great oh my gosh, drunk idea. And that's I was like, terrible. That's this terrible. is good like idea. such a great idea. And so I was going and um, my sister, there's this like big ditch that you have to go, you don't have to go through to get to the <laughs> pool. And she's like, Emma, if you just run down it instead of walking down it, then you can get over faster. And I was like, yeah. And so I ran down it. I ate shit. I still have a scar on my knee from Whoa. it. And my sister felt so bad that she sprints after me. She falls, scrapes everything. Meanwhile, uh. my brother is racing his girlfriend, eats it, <laughs> scrapes up his entire foot. So we all oh have gosh. scars from that night. Sounds wow. like a, a good fun, sibling fun bonding right yeah. there. Yeah. Get him great. on Twitter. And then yeah. I went to Get Pullman on again when I was 16. <laughs> Same experience. Same. Nice. Oh, also I threw up that night. What, so, what were you yeah. drinking that night? The same flavored vodka? Blueberry, oh. blue, blue lemonade? What was it? <laughs> that was the night I threw up. I haven't, I've only thrown up, uh, never mind. All I don't right. want to count. I've thrown up one time. Uh, I think twice I have. There was, it, until I was like 22 or 23, I'd only thrown up like once or twice. No, every time. Now, yeah. you can't keep it down. Now I don't even, I've lost track. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, have I told the, the, uh, drunk, Improv, the drunk prov show story on. The- I don't think oh you my have. Did I say that in the bonus episode? No, you told a lot of episodes, a, a lot of stories, but right. not in well, that episode. Okay, uh, I told this one recently to somebody. That's why it feels familiar. But uh, it was did like you the- throw up on stage. No, okay. but it was the that first. It was the first show I did after being main stage, other than a GBU uh, at the upfront, and it was a drunk improv show on St. Mm. Patrick's Day. <laughs> uh, it was at ten o'clock. Everyone in the audience was. Blasted, just like super drunk. Oh, you told uh, us on Lisa's episode, but okay, you, didn't, the, you didn't like say that you threw up or anything. I'm pretty sure I was throwing up for an hour. Oh, oh were you really? Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, well we'll cut this because I just said it in another episode. But uh, so I don't even have to lean into the mic uh, unless I cut it from her episode. Right. So I will yeah, lean well, into the mic. <laughs> but, uh, so uh, yeah, and Ryan was in the show too. <laughs> and I, oh I remember getting God. like a big laugh from flipping him off <laughs> on stage. <laughs> uh, I've done it. At least twice, and it always gets <laughs> a huge least. laugh because, like, it's your safety net. Just bring right yeah, on yeah. stage, give him the burn. Well, because he, he always like burns you on stage too. It's like right. his goal to make you look bad. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he was like insulting me, and I was a fish swimming by. He was like, "Look at this ugly fish," <laughs> and, uh, and so I flipped him off. <laughs> but, that's actually uh, really good. I love that. That is really yeah. funny. But it was like the, kind of, <laughs> the fact that you're a fish. Like, oh, that's yeah. that's high comedy that's right amazing. there. But it was it was like the that. kind of show where uh, like everyone was just going backstage to drink more <laughs> and then at one point there's only like a couple people out front and then oh like my, my opening line because we did uh freeze caleb was just in this position i froze like right in front of his crotch like this and i was like this is a really big dick like something like, <laughs> something, like not good and that was what started that show for me and so i kept drinking and then uh, and i was still new so i was still like excited by everything at the upfront and like everyone there was like still kind of like i was in awe of them and so uh <laughs> trevor Gendum, one of my favorite People in this world, right? Friend uh, of the show, friend? No, not friend of the show. Just, oh, just a friend, okay, okay, enemy okay. Just of a friend. this show, enemy of the show, <laughs> friend of me. Yeah, and uh, so he had a joint, and so we were already really oh, drunk, yikes. and we went to uh, the Horseshoe Cafe. Uh, to get egg sandwiches. That's where people go to, to throw up. That's yeah. like, and that bathroom is the grossest bathroom. Get, yeah, I'd like to rewind to get egg sandwiches. Yeah. okay. No, you have told us actually. Uh, Maybe friend, on the drunk was, cast actually. Fr- no, it was probably Jane who brought it up because she introduced me to these egg sandwiches. <laughs> The first thing I knew about no, you Jane, definitely have told us on the, either. I mean, it's Alex McKay's episode. We just talked too much about. I remember it. being yeah. like, "That's the, the wrong stuff. thing to get. That's egg sandwiches. Like, it's the right thing to get." Oh my gosh! <laughs> explain why. So the the first thing I knew about Jane Mitchell, 
uh, was that she loved the egg sandwiches oh, at the Horseshoe Jane, Cafe. Jane Mitchell. We were, I mean, like, uh, I was hanging out with her and Sally. I was still, in, still on satellite. Uh, oh my it was gosh. like second or third month on satellite. It was a hazing uh, thing. They were like, these Jane, egg sandwiches suck, so you gotta <laughs> eat five. We're, we're clearly into each other at this point, but <laughs> I couldn't admit it. Um, and now we're past, we're beyond that point. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Wait, you're way beyond it. <laughs> um, Wait, which Jane is this? Uh, Jane Mitchell. Jane Mitchell. Is this Jane friend of the show? Mitchell? She was Jane on, friend of the show. She was on yeah. main stage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. she was like, "We gotta, like, how did? You, that's just how she talks, right? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna cut this part. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she was like, I was like, what's so special about an egg sandwich? I can just make an egg sandwich. And she was like, No, you don't understand. Okay, so at the horseshoe, they give you an entire baguette <laughs> or, like, uh, oh no she didn't say baguette it's a roll you get like you get like these two bread rolls and, and I can see you're saying baguette it might have been baguette I, I can see it you're saying baguette oh like you get God. a whole baguette and and you get like pesto and you get, like she listed all these things and she's like it's amazing and I was like alright and so we it, it was a thing at that time where after upfront shows we would go to the horseshoe and we would drink and eat egg sandwiches it happened right. quite often and mostly it happened because I wanted to spend time with Jane Mitchell because at that point we had not dated, and now we have, and yeah. now we've If anyone's going to sell me an egg sandwich, I guess I guess it'll be Jane Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I ordered an egg sandwich. And threw up. Uh, and then, uh, like, as it arrived, I <laughs> felt the need to throw up. And I was super cross at this point, because me and Trevor no. smoked, like, an entire gram of oh, weed yikes. just on the walkover. <laughs> and uh, so I went to the bathroom, and I threw up for an hour. Uh, just like to the point where oh I wasn't throwing God. up at all. Oh I just like couldn't God. move. And then they had to carry me out of the oh bar. Oh my God. Uh, Trevor ate my sandwich, <laughs> my eggs, my whole egg sandwich. Yeah. And, uh, they carried me into the car of a person who was on satellite and he drove me home. When's the last time that you puked from throwing up? Uh, from, when's the last time you puked from throwing up from drinking? Excuse me. Oh man. I don't. The last time I should have puked throwing up was drunk, <laughs> drunk prov. Drunk prov. Like, yeah, because we were in Canada and, um, there you go. Victoria. Yeah. yeah this yeah. one's legal. legal. Don't cut yeah. this one out. It's legal. Um, but we were in Victoria and we started drinking at. Wait, was this um, with the upfront or the dead parrots? Dead parrots. Dead parrots. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was four of us. Um, it was me, Ruben, um, Dom, and. Uh, Jameson uh -huh. and we started drinking at like five mm -hmm. at the show oh, we didn't yikes. stop until like two in the morning oh my gosh <laughs> what so, were you drinking uh, I think I was drinking some sort of, sort of vodka uh -huh. Um, and we just like were so drunk that we go back to this girl that we're staying at her house her name's Olivia she's great Um, oh I shouldn't say this this is so bad <laughs> Um, but we go back to her house <laughs> and we start doing improv about us no. in front of her no. at her house. Ugh. Yeah, it was awful. I regret it Meta completely. She improv. certainly hates all of you. Yeah, yeah there's sorry, someone, someone who shall remain nameless, mm -hmm. um, was on the couch and is this a dead parrot? I can't. Yeah, I can't. Not at liberty to say. Neither confirm nor deny. Right. It's it just, could be it's you. A, it's a dead pair. Yeah. Right. Um, God, <laughs> we like are, I'm facing away and I hear splat. 
Oh, no. <laughs> like Diarrhea. A, like, a comic, like a comic splat. They had like a Roadrunner splat. Reared their pants. Wait, really? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was making a joke. No. Like, no, no way. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, nice but they abbreviation had, of diarrhea, by the way. Yeah, they had reared. They reared. They vomited. They vomited all over the floor. Oh, and yikes. they looked completely okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the scene. <laughs> yeah. It's meta. Uh, of the four that she named, who does that sound like? Um, it sounds like herself. Maybe it's like a, hey, my friend did it, a but really, hmm. she no, she already said Wait, in the story it was, it was that she didn't throw up. Jameson, Dom, and who else? Ruben. Uh, Ruben. Ruben. It was a combination of the three. Yeah. It probably wasn't Ruben. It probably. <laughs> I, I, bet I don't know them well enough to Dom's, narrow it down. Dom's tiny. It was probably Dom. You're yeah. never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. <laughs> never gonna get it. That means if it was... you guess for a million times in a million years, you would never get Dom. it. You are never gonna find <laughs> it. Uh, physically, Holes. physically, Dom seems the most likely to throw up after drinking for an entire day. So I'm gonna say Dom. All right. Yeah. We'll find. We'll, we'll, we'll reveal it on the next episode. Uh, wow. It, wow. We talked about. Is our I don't know. Going? You want to talk about? Do you have any controversial opinions about movies now? About any and about all any movies. movies. No. I asked you that earlier, I do not. and then we're like, "Wait, let's wait until Act 3. Yeah, I can. I watch movies that people can't watch because I'm a woman. Is wait, that what? Something <laughs> I asked this before to other people. Okay, mixed reviews. You don't use this. This is like me talking to both of you. So maybe okay. we should just talk after about. I think this. we should talk now. I, and, I don't get the, it'll I don't, be yeah. it'll be at my discretion later whether or not it makes the cut. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't get the question. <laughs> Okay, so say Aziz Ansari, yeah, like right. Master of None. Can I watch oh. that with it being okay since I'm a female? Okay, so we actually got into this conversation, oh. me and some roommates recently, because I, don't know. Uh, because I loved Baby Driver yeah. and Kevin Spacey's in it. And he's, right. Uh, yeah. And so we were wondering like where the cutoff is, because my point that I brought with Caleb, friend of the show, right. uh, <laughs> was... Uh, like how at that point how are you going to enjoy basically anything because right. like if you're going by just the cast or if you're going right. just yeah. by people who yeah. are like you go prominent. down that slippery slope you just yeah. eventually become Amish, which is like not right? a, which right. is not Thank cool you. it's yeah. not cool yes. that there's people on the product right. every production team like that but there right. is yeah. like every yeah. single thing you've mm-hmm. ever liked has had somebody but my feeling is like a show like Master None or like even Louie and Louie I think the TV show is like one of the most like important like thirty minute comedy shows to come out in like the last ten years as mm-hmm. far as like pushing what that format could do but for me it was like okay instantly i'm just not gonna watch louis anymore because right. yeah. it was like because that's such a personally driven show that it feels like you're if you're walking around in the brain of an abuser like that feels fucked up right um so, yeah. and so for me that's why i also don't want to watch master of none anymore it's just like if you're if you're like if there's an abusive person who's like the, the creative forefront. yeah the like, forefront the creative yeah. voice or whatever like if edgar wright uh was accused of this kind of stuff like i'd have to stop watching baby driver but I, like my right. justification at least is yeah. that like it was easy for me to drop something like louie but it feels weird to drop baby driver just because of one of the actors i don't yeah, know and then in that essence you're like condemning a whole every other actors yeah work yeah, in yeah. That. exactly yeah I don't know. yeah yeah I don't yeah know. there's i don't know if i talked about this on lisa's episode but like there seems to be like a general unsaid rule about like separating art from artist, and it's like comedy things there's almost no give, right? Because we like, especially stand-up comedy. Yeah, we yeah. connect with the person on such a personal level that there's like, there's yeah. no give there. Acting, 
there's a little more give because we're like, oh, this person might be like an asshole in real life, but they're doing like a different, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then that music, we give like all the give in the Which world. Which we shouldn't. We shouldn't. Like, I actually, sure. that was another thing. Is well, just, it's just like we is, connect with music on a different, I disagree. in a different way than we connect I, with like stand up, right? I mean, like, it depends on the music you're listening to or the type of person. Because for me, it's like, I only like music that I feel connected to. Um, and for me, when I'm playing music too, like that's the point of playing it is if somebody can like feel what I'm trying to convey with this song, then it's succeeded in my right. mind. And so to me, that's like as personal as like, you know, a show like Louie where it's like focused on one person's thoughts. And right. so, well, I guess uh, it's also the way the person sells themselves. Like yeah. a person like Louie, just like, Hey, this is the real me on and off stage. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Lady Gaga is like, who's Lady Gaga? Right, right. Her real name's Stephanie. I mean, you know I, what I, I mean? Like it's hard to like, you see her in interviews and like, she's still weird. It's like, she's not a real person. Yeah, like the, the most prominent, I think example right now is Jesse Lacey from brand new, the lead singer of brand new, which uh-huh. is like one of the most popular emo bands of all time. And like, he, it, the lyrics are very personal and sad and he like cuts himself open on stage. He literally has a line about right. that. Yeah. And he was, it was like one of my favorite bands a few years ago. And like, uh, he like has had a pattern of abusive behavior mm-hmm. and it just like came out. And it's the kind of thing where like, I immediately was like, I don't want to listen to this band anymore. I don't know. Like yeah. it feels, yeah. it feels weird when you're hearing him talk about like relationship issues or like where he's done something wrong, but yeah. like alluding to it. And then you're like, Oh you abused like a 14 year old and like it's just uh yeah yeah, so yeah that's i i do think you're completely right about the give though because i mean look Mm -hmm. at james brown he's still considered like an all-time legend and he was right yeah uh, michael jackson was another yeah that was good that was a good act three (laughs) we didn't that was like the heaviest that was the heaviest act three (laughs) but it was good do you have a favorite cereal (gasps) Ooh. um we didn't ask lisa this anyway go on is this our new question yeah (laughs) uh Mm, I never like I've had cocoa. I can count the number of times I've had cocoa puffs on one hand. What? And that, that's your favorite? No, I like oh, okay. oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. You know what's so funny? Wrong I was answer. I was just thinking. We asked Shannon what her favorite cereal was, and in my mind, I was like, her favorite cereal was Raisin Bran. There's nothing more boring than that. And then you say oatmeal. <laughs> I mean, like, oatmeal is great. It's like love. It sustains you. No, it's That's disgusting. I Brooklyn like Nine Nine reference. I've tried to like. I've tried to like oatmeal. Oatmeal is amazing. Like you become an yeah. adult and you're like, this is what breakfast is. No, but breakfast. Like, I don't think it class is. It's hot cereal. Adult I guess. Adult cereal. Jeff Rosenstock posted about this. Not uh-huh. friend of the show. Maybe one. Maybe day. Maybe one day, Jeff Rosenstock. Uh, please, Jeff Rosenstock. But he said every day he wakes up with uh, yogurt and granola, and that's yeah. the adult cereal. And that's what I have. I, no, I don't. I I would say that. Uh, oatmeal is more of a cereal than yogurt mm-hmm. and granola. Yeah. Well, and I love it not just for its texture and flavor, but also because of its cost. I'm sorry, texture right. and, and flavor? Ability to add things to <laughs> it. Texture and flavor? Those are the two things that are worst about oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, there's no flavor to oatmeal. It's, it's just, a base. Like, it's, it's a it's base you can add you anything also to. Add, what do you put in your oatmeal? Um... <laughs> If you, say, if you say nothing, then you're for sure a serial killer. I don't like, I don't like, yeah, you're yeah. a serial killer. <laughs> I did not, I did not mean it like that, but that's great. Yeah, oatmeal is so sloppy. No, I don't, yeah, put some brown sugar, <laughs> some raisins, and some nuts in there. Mom. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'd that's rather throw up in. in the morning and eat my own throw up back. Because that's what oatmeal is to me. <laughs> you, when's the last time you had oatmeal? Uh, Maybe it's a... Uh, no, I had it, I had like the instant morning. oatmeal... Like two years ago. All right. I want to go home and make some oatmeal. That just sounds good. Mm, it's bad. All right. 
Well, uh, so we can get into the takeaway. Let's get into the takeaway. <laughs> uh, so the way we describe it is if somebody just fast forwarded this part of the podcast uh-huh. and heard just this one thing, what would you want them to be left with? It can be advice. Uh-huh. It can be a joke. It can be anything you want. Most people give advice, but you know, you don't have to. um i i don't know i've enjoyed my time really hope i'm a friend of the show uh and (laughs) not unless you give us something better (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um oh okay uh i am almost convinced to try the egg sandwich at the horseshoe okay that's yeah, a great, that's a, that's a great, that's a great takeaway take i mean right. you're one of two people to not give advice but all right <laughs> who else didn't give <laughs> Who's advice the other person was it jillian, jillian myers, jillian myers. Yeah. so Love you're yeah, yeah you're on so the same level as yeah, yeah. jillian's yeah I'm she's amazing i didn't give advice <laughs> yeah. so you can that's be like jillian takeaway yeah <laughs> jillian myers friend of the show anything i have to say that's the takeaway here emma thanks for being on the show thanks so much do you have any plugs anything to plug Oh, yeah. Upcoming dead parrot shows or uh, upfront shows? Kevin needs a roommate. That's uh, true. That's right, yeah. Kevin yeah. does uh, need a roommate. The start of February. This isn't going to air yeah. until February. That sounds, so like a, <laughs> sounds like a CBS sitcom that, that, will, that will for sure get canceled. Kevin needs a roommate. Kevin needs a roommate you this do not, fall. You do not have to live in the same room as me. That's important <laughs> right, to yeah. clarify. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our festival's coming up. DPS Fest. Uh, March. Do you uh, want to give the process a slot? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really fun, actually. Yeah. Wait, a slot for what? I don't know. We'll just do a talk show. Oh. Yeah. If you guys can think of something, there's actually a slot open. Like this oh, is a legit. Can we just do like a, a just a talk show where we have like a couple guests on and we just like fuck around? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can. Yeah, yeah we can do that. We yeah. can do that. We All can. Right. We can be. This is actually. Genius. We can mess it no, up. No, I. I. Yeah. 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 Yes. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Cool. Uh yeah. John, you got any plugs? At John Lee 271. Check it out. Also, uh the shakedown every Tuesday. There's an open mic. Ooh. If you oh. want to do stand up or come watch stand up, check it out. It starts at 7 30. Sign ups are at seven. Oh, should, maybe I'll do have that. to do stand up now. Yeah. That's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, me and Jillian are playing music tomorrow. Okay. Maybe well, I'm convinced. Every Tuesday. Is there every Tuesday? Oh, every Tuesday, me and Jillian every Tuesday. are going to be playing music. So. Every nice. Tuesday. Uh, I got a plug. K underscore Hoog on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> you could join the swaths of people following me. Uh, everyone likes what I have to post. All right. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Uh, Hit that. Button. Thanks for listening to the. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for listening right. to the process and podcast about creative people and their creative processes. Does anyone make it? Nope. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash positive John Kevin. iTunes, podcast apps everywhere. Patreon. Patreon.com slash the process. Yeah. Just the process. That's the only one yeah. that uh, we got that one for. Uh, okay. uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash khuge. Give me some money. <laughs> Next week we have uh, comedian Travis Nelson joining the show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All Thanks. Right. Thanks, guys.